Hey everyone, this is Brad at ATREpodcast.com, all things real estate. We've got a great show for you today. Wanted to bring in a therapist, Brandon Shindo. Brandon obtained his bachelor's degree from UCLA in psychology with a minor in Asian American studies. Brandon then graduated from California State University, Dominguez Hills with a master's degree in social work. Brandon embraces a collaborative, personalized, and interactive approach that integrates cultural sensitivity, compassion, and a sense of humor in which creates an environment that harvests comfort, trust, and change. Welcome, Brandon. We're so happy to have you today. Thank you for having me, Brad. So guys, I know this is called All Things Real Estate, but one of the reasons why I had Brandon is when you're selling someone a house or they're buying a house or they're going through a listing process, it's an extremely sensitive, stressful time. I often watch husbands and wives or families argue. Real estate agents are oftentimes called psychologists. <laughs> well, first of all, Brandon, how long have you been a therapist? So I've been in the field about seven and a half years. What does your day mostly consist of? Are you out in the field or are you seeing private clients? Uh, so, you know, actually right now it's a transition period. I have been blessed with the opportunity to shift into private practice full time. And so as I'm in that transition, I'm spending most of my time, you know, uh, behind a desk providing therapy behind a computer uh, majority of the day. But prior to that, I was in the field uh, providing community mental health services, as well as doing private practice on the side. And it is, it's a very stressful time with the coronavirus. And I know that families are stuck at home and Mm -hmm. they, they can't do a lot. There's a lot of angst. What recommendations or exercises can you give to someone who's feeling a little stressed out or having a hard time coping? That's a really good question and a question that I'm asked often. You know, I think it's important for me to start off with the fact that everybody has mental health, that going to see a therapist isn't something necessarily meant to be only the case when you have something severe going on. It can be a sense of intervention, but also a sense of prevention. One of the most important things to do is to build a self-awareness of how you're feeling and what are your needs in the moment. Because when we have that sense of awareness of what we particularly need, we're in a better place to seek out the help that we need. That's a great point. And that gets to my next question. How can I build my self-esteem? I used to suffer from a lower self-esteem growing up. Mm -hmm. And I came up with something that I think worked for me. And I'd like to know your input and maybe you can help other people. I used to look in the mirror and tell myself I loved myself. Mm -hmm. And I used to say it verbally, not just in my mind. And I would say it enough to where I actually started to love myself. Mm -hmm. I really started to appreciate the good things about myself. Is that a good technique? Can you give my listeners any advice? That's actually an amazing technique. And in the world of therapy, we call that a positive affirmation, whether it's verbally or we have somebody tell us these positive things about like, you know, I love myself. I'm proud of myself because it's only then do we really start to manifest these positive appreciations for ourselves, for those in our life. We have to challenge ourselves to practice routines and rituals like you would do is you would stand in front of the mirror. You would say like, you know, I'm proud of myself. I love myself. You know, I love myself for who I am. And in time, we actually start to restructure and rewire the brain to start to identify a lot of these positive aspects that are a lot of times staring us right in the face. And that's exactly what I did. And I found that actually looking at myself, I didn't recognize myself at the beginning. And I didn't realize who I was and the vulnerability that I had. Mm -hmm. So when I first started, I would look at myself and I would almost cry. And then I would get goofy and I'd get silly. And I would begin to really kind of like myself mm -hmm. and then love myself. I do appreciate you giving my listeners that advice as well and positive affirmations. Obviously they do work. What are some misconceptions that you hear, Brendan, about therapy? 
I think one of the most popular ones is that people are hesitant to come to therapy because they believe that it's for quote unquote crazy people. Right. Or that it's only like when things have gotten so dark and that there's no other way out, then we need to go to therapy. I tell a lot of my potential clients or you know current clients that if we think of therapy like going to the gym, you just don't go to the gym when you're unhealthy. You go when you're healthy and to prevent other things from happening. Right. And so therapy is the same way. Now, I think that with therapy in our society and also in certain cultures and religions, um, there's these stigmas of receiving mental health services with the help of like social media and like podcasts just like this one. You know, the new, next generation of therapists are really starting to help break down that stigma as therapy is now becoming something regular, more routine, where more people are open to go see a therapist. And I think that alone is starting to break down a lot of the stigmas of mental health services. It's a great point. And I've often felt that therapy makes you better, makes you mm -hmm. stronger. And if you can actually look at yourself from someone else's point of view and see how you're being perceived and really do some self-actualization realization, you can be your best self. Exactly. I often do see couples that are arguing when they're looking to buy or sell a home and they often are arguing and they don't fight fair. <laughs> what are some suggestions that you could give to listeners who are in the buying and selling process or just in life? How can they fight fair? I think that it's multifold. And I think the first step is really having a sense of awareness and, and embracing mindfulness. I think that we live in a world where things move at such a fast pace. There's so much going on at one time and it's overwhelming. And what I really encourage my clients going through times of stress, but also excitement is to really take a step back and to count your blessings because we're so focused on the outcome of, you know, locking that deal in and getting the house and moving in right. that really this process of buying a home is really a milestone in a lot of lives. The important piece of when you're doing this with a partner, my parents used to say, put your feet in someone else's shoes and really start to see what angle or which perspective are they coming from. But most importantly, to realize that there's a good possibility you're not going to come in complete agreement with that other person. Oftentimes, we listen to simply respond instead of listening to understand. And so I think listening is so key, really trying to take that perspective of where is my partner coming from with this response? Is it out of anxiety? Is it out of stress? Wherever it's from and asking, what can I do to support you in this moment? Brandon, do you do online therapy and do you do group therapy? So I do do online therapy. Um, before coronavirus, I was doing face-to-face -face, um, and hopefully soon I will be doing face-to-face -face again. But as of right now, just telehealth therapy over a confidential video platform. And what advice could you give to someone who's feeling alone or isolated and they really don't know what to do and they're just feeling horrible? To know that help is there. And so to seek out support in your network, whether it's through family or friends, but to know that therapists as myself are always available and that there's people who are there to listen and to understand where you're at. Brandon, if we think that someone we know needs help, what's the best way to approach the subject? That's a really great question. And I wish I had a clear cut answer for you, Brad. I think it's really dependent on the individual. For some people, it's uh, we practice what we preach. And so when they hear that, you know, we're going to therapists, they're a little more open to trying the process or when we share experiences of when we've gone to therapy. For other people, it's more of a gradual process. And so maybe it's just a little bit of education of, you know, some techniques that a person has seen on TV or on YouTube about like deep breathing or whatever. And that can kind of like gently open the door of, oh, you know, maybe we can seek a professional. I can go to support you in this process. 
But also too, I think that with the benefits of social media, a lot of therapists are doing like Instagram lives. And so people are able to put a face to a name for clinicians. And there's more of a human component to that. And so I think we can try to introduce our loved ones to therapists that we follow on Instagram or whatever it is. um, So they're a little more open. So I heard my daughter was telling me that there was a national suicide hotline, like a three digit code. Have you heard of that? It's actually quite recent. The best way for people to reach out was going to be a 988 number. Now, this number isn't going to be in effect until about 2022, but for you guys to keep a lookout on when this number becomes active. Excellent. And is there a suicide prevention hotline that anyone could call now? So the first number is going to be a bilingual service that you guys can contact in case of any type of mental health emergency. And that number is going to be 1-800-854-7771. The second number is going to be the number to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. This number is going to have an active trained staff member to pick up these phone calls and discuss any of your current concerns. And that number is going to be 1-800-273-8255. That's great. Um, Actually, one of the resources that I often refer my clients to, because texting is such a big thing in today's generation, there's a number of uh, 741-741. And that's a crisis text hotline number. And so so they would actually text the word share. So when they text the 741741, they would text share, and then a person will respond back and be able to provide them assistance. Now, my recommendation as a clinician, however, is that, you know, text isn't always the quickest method of responding or communicating to somebody. By simply calling 911, and letting them know that they're having a mental health emergency, the county is equipped to provide linkage of services and to make sure that somebody comes out and to make sure that you know we're promoting one's well-being and mental health as well. Brendan, finally, how could a listener get a hold of you if they wanted to get into therapy or they wanted to see you? So one of the best ways to get a hold of me would be to call me directly. My office number is 818-384-9822. For those of you who may be a little hesitant to call, I am also available via social media. And so my social media handle, I'll spell it out for you guys. It is B-A-S-H-I-N-D-O dot L-C-S-W. And you can find me on Instagram and uh, Facebook. I try to do Instagram lives at least once a week. So you guys get to put a voice to a face. But those are probably the two uh, best ways to get a hold of me. Updated contact information will be all on those platforms. Excellent. Brandon, I thank you so much for being here today. We really learned a lot. And to all my listeners out there, if you think you may need a therapist or you just need someone to talk to, call Brandon Shindo. He's absolutely amazing. We really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. That's our show for today, and I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please don't forget to subscribe, rate me, and leave me a review. As promised, I'd like to give a shout out to Bam Mar, enthusiastic and informative. Can't wait to hear more podcasts from you. Five stars. Thank you so much, Bam Mar. And to Mahone, as always, wonderful information. Great podcast, Brad. Can't wait to hear more. Five stars. Thank you so much. If you'd like a shout out, go on, subscribe, leave a rating and a comment. If you'd like to ask me a question or you'd like to hear about any specific topic, you can email me at atrepodcast at gmail.com. And as my dad would always say, have an attitude of gratitude.